Okay. Just waiting on my guest people. So give me a little moment. She's writing me now, so I'm trying to get her in here. Okay. So she's having some trouble with Safari. All right. Just bear with us, people. Um, yeah, I've used Chrome successfully. Um, let's see if I can help her get in. What's up, Ron Matthews? Ian, thanks for coming back through. Underrated mind. What's going on? Yeah, that's what I told her, BGS. She has to use Chrome. Um, so, oh, she's on her iPad using Safari. I don't know if that's going to work. Um, but I'm learning about this as I go. Young Jay. Black to death, what's going on? Um, hmm. So let me see, BGS, she's saying she's on her iPad. Yeah. Um, all right, now this is my mistake, Nyota. It's saying that Safari doesn't work with StreamYards. I actually didn't know that. I would have told you earlier, so I apologize. So um, let's see. Uh, let me just tell her. So she's trying Chrome. That should work. So bear with us, people, as we work through this. This is my fault. Um, so um, I'm learning this system as I go. Mr. Meach, what's going on? Deduce. NJ Progressive Indy, what's happening? Eric Hudson, good to have you back. Uh, our business too. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Meach, she's, uh, I let her know. So she said she's opening up Chrome. And that should bring her in shortly. Okay. 
Rashid L, what's going on? Young Manhood Channel. Thanks for coming back through. I see a few of you that were here for the chat. Um, so appreciate y'all coming back in. Um, Sir Tice, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, I told her about Chrome. She said she's opening it up. But uh, see how this goes. I think she's doing it on her iPad. And um, I haven't really tried that. So hopefully she'll be able to get through. What's up, Artisan? BJ Onyx, what's going on? Just waiting uh, to get through this technical piece. I will be sure to let future guests know how StreamYards works. I just opened up um, StreamYards to both Facebook and YouTube, so I'm kind of learning a few different things tonight, so I apologize. Um, She must be downloading it. Okay, hold on. I don't see you. Um, hmm. Hmm, that's weird. She says she's in, but she's not in the StreamYard area. Um, let's see. So she says she's close. So hopefully we can get past this stage of it. Yeah, really, uh, will you? I'm throwing in uh, some deep water right now, <laughs> learning as I go. But. Uh, I think she's getting one message, but it, I think she's trying to access it through her iPad. I think she downloaded Chrome, but I still don't see her in here yet. Hmm. 
Okay, she's saying her screen is locked. Um, Anything about Facebook mods? Um, we have to see. Okay. Sub so Richard Street, Roderick Bird, Ian in the house, Ricky Smith. Um, I'm not sure. I think she's she said her screen locked up. Hmm. Alonzo, what's going on? Yeah, I see you, Mr. Meach. I think she's you're right. I think that's where she is, uh, making the decision to hit join, but then she said her screen locked up. Um, so I'm not sure what to suggest. So I don't know if she's rebooting it or what. Hmm. Okay, I think I see her, but I'm not sure if I can hear her yet. So bear with me one moment. Um, let's see, it looks like she's close, but something's going on. Okay, Ian says his screen is acting funny. I'm not sure what's going on. Looks like something's happening. Um, let's see if she's in. Can you hear me? I can't hear anything. 
Okay, my earphones are working. You just need to get your mic to work. Um, looks like we're getting closer, folks, but I'm not sure what it is just yet. Okay. in the back chat so we're getting close but just got to see what's going on with her mic okay you can't hear anything either hmm let me see um no she says she can't hear anything and her mic doesn't seem to be working bgs so cameron just trying to get set up here bear with us Closer than we were a minute ago. Um, uh, hmm. Let me see. Okay, you. Yeah, I saw you um, muting your mic. But you unmuted it, so something's close, but I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I am sorry, folks. I am not sure what to really do. As far as that, she's in the back chat, so she's in StreamYard, but she's doing it through her iPad, and I think that might be part of it. She got into she got into Chrome, so she's in StreamYard, but we can't I can't hear her. She can't hear me. I'm not sure what's happening. Um hmm. so we might have to Find another way to do this. Mr. Ball, I wish it was A plus work, but I'm messing up right now. <laughs> okay, let's see. Hmm. Let me try something else here. familiar with discord crown scrooge um cameron says susan rice is blocking this <laughs> uh i'm gonna try to see if i can do it through my phone and um i'm getting her number now so we'll see if this 
this will work. Uh, if not, I'll have to reschedule with her. Um, but folks, this is this is all my fault. I didn't know um, about uh, what to tell her. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm not sure if this will work or not. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna try and jury rig something here. I'm gonna try her to reach her on my phone, and if that doesn't work, we'll have to do it another way. So um okay. Hello. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm going to see if my audience can. Otherwise, we might have to uh, re-strategize this. Now, I need to apologize straight out because I didn't know. I'm still learning. Streamyard, so I apologize for not being telling oh, no you problem. up front. Um, let me know in the chat if you guys can hear her. Hello. Okay, I'm just waiting on them Hello. to respond. Like check one two. Um, they're saying you usually have to use. I guess you have to use Chrome, um, but it sounds like you're having some trouble. That it's not working with your iPad, right? No, it's not working with my iPad at all. Okay, hit one in the chat if you guys can hear her. Uh, okay, BGS says he can hear you. Um, okay, so looks like some people are writing in. They're saying it's cool. They can hear you. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. Doing much better now, now that I can hear you. Yeah. I'm going to plug this phone up to make sure we don't have that problem. Um Okay, so I'm hearing they can hear you loud and clear. So uh, appreciate you guys' patience, and and I appreciate your patience, Nyota. Thank you for uh, for joining us. Um, I have have been kind of a fan for the last couple of years. A good friend of mine named Marshall um, sent me uh, some of your initial videos right after um, Brother Seals. That was the I think around the first time I got a chance to hear you, and uh, I gotta say I definitely appreciate your work. And I appreciate what you're doing on a couple of different fronts. Um, so thank you for coming through today. Thank you for having me. Um, since we're kind of doing this a little differently, um, if you could, can you tell uh, my listeners about uh, your work and um, and where you where you where you've come from, how you came about to do how, doing what you're doing. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, please. Oh wow! Um, I began this journey many, 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 many years ago. Um, actually, being on a path and, and not even knowing, you know, that I was on this path. Um, 
the, I would say the common denominator um, in, in everything that I've done, you know, my adult life has been uh, creating platforms, creating outputs, controlling our narratives, um, and just pretty much the upliftment of black people. Okay. Okay. Um, can you speak on where where you where you came up? Where are you from initially? Oh man, I'm I'm from everywhere. I'm an army brat. So ah. I've, I've lived abroad. Um, I've lived uh, with different cultures, you know, different ethnic groups, different types of people. And I think that when you do that, when you live that type of life or, or grow up living that type of life, it, it gives you uh, added perspective that um, people who don't just don't have. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, can early on, you know, because one of the things that you're known for is your work in, in terms of independent black media, um, and you know, I'm, I'm I kind of want to lead up to how you got to that, most especially for people who might be interested in doing so, and you know, if they can learn a little bit about how you went about it. You know, maybe that might help some people transition themselves. Can you tell us, you know, what what types of work led you into what you're doing with independent black media now? Well, my passions were always um, computers, you know, technology, electronics, uh, activism, politics, um, you know, and just the history, mm -hmm. you know, reading a lot and Somehow I was fortunate enough at an early, early age to combine all of those. Um, even before, I mean, the technology, you know, it, it's obviously different today than it was when I started out like maybe 20 years ago. Um, creating some of the first hip hop sites online, you know, you look at hip hop online today, there are millions of sites, you know, but back in, you know, the late 90s, you know, early 2000s, there, there weren't many sites. Um, you can go to the, the Yahoo directory and see a list of like all the hip hop sites, mm. you know, or the main hip hop sites online. So it, it started, you know, back then in creating an outlet, you know, for our voices, you know, here in St. Louis, um, as well as, you know, voices of, uh, I don't want to say marginalized, but I want to say voices that you didn't. Well, you stop hearing something like that um, okay. in hip hop. You know, as far as female artists, um, just you know the difference in, in lyrical hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know, in rap music and things like that. Um, the activism, you know, that that played a huge part in it because um, social media, you know, is organizing online. You know, it gives you reach that you would you would never you know, have otherwise. Mm. So I started way back when, um, just combining those things. And when I did it, I was one of the first. So that made it pretty easy for um, the big boys to find me. You know, and as a result, I've worked with everyone from Microsoft um, and Windows Media, the old mp3.com, um, which actually ushered in the mp3 technology, you know, that we're using today. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to remember, this is all 
20 plus years ago. Okay. So okay. that's kind of how I, I got to start. Like in, in creating those sites, um, that was something I was already doing, creating different platforms. Mm -hmm. So when, when Ferguson happened, uh, it, it was just a logical thing to do. You know, create a platform in which we could control our own narrative, tell our own story. Hmm. Now, now it seems that, that that became clear that that was something that needed to happen uh, pretty pretty early for you. Um, I mean, you seem to, the need for independent media, the need for um, an independent way for local residents and activists in Ferguson to speak up. Can you tell us a little bit about what what happened um, at that time? I mean, what can walk us through uh, as an activist in Ferguson? I mean, you know, what happened? Was telling our story. Hmm. You know, when we were out, you know, in the streets and you know, fighting, standing back. I mean, sorry, standing up. You know, banging back against the beast. I mean, no one was telling our stories. You know, but. We were out getting tear gas, and, and you had people like D-Ray, you know, on television saying that he started our movement. You had organizations like Black Lives Matter, um, just pretty much co-op we were doing. Hmm. You know, you have to understand, like, this, this was every day, all day, every day, all night. Um, so we weren't really embracing you know, media, because we, we, were, we were in it, you know, at that point in time. And I don't think anyone was, was even thinking about media or uh, fame or, or being spokespeople. Right. Know, we, we were just out there fighting the fight. Okay. So it, what's some of the first things you started to notice? So Michael Brown is, is, is killed. There's, you know, I... Outside of Ferguson, you know, we're we're getting a buzz through media. What's happening on the ground very early on, and what are the first things you began to notice that made you look at this like there's something wrong? Um, just the alliances and clicks that form very quickly. I mean, literally the the the, the same day that night, you know, like out in front of Ferguson's police department. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually approached by a group, the group that you know, orchestrated all of this. Hmm. You know, I was approached by them that night out in front of the Ferguson Police Department because this, this type of work is something that I was already known for. Hmm. So it wasn't a surprise that, that they would come, you know, at me. But at that point, just the fact that they were already thinking alliances and, and cooking up at, at that time and we had no idea what was going on, no information really. Um, and no one had spoken, you know, for the family. Okay. Okay. Um, your relationship with with Darren Seals. How long ha had you known him? Did you were you just meeting him at that point, or did you already know him? No, I, did, I didn't already know Darren. Um, he and I met during Ferguson. Um, I would see him. He, he stood out, so you couldn't miss him. You know, he, he was very passionate, um, but it was like a quiet passion, a, a simmering rage, you know, and I could just feel it whenever I saw him. Mm -hmm. um, we were both kind of doing the same work, 
Um, but separately, you know, he was he started out being more involved, you know, with the nonprofits and and going that route and, and just believing the whole, you know, I'm not going to say Democratic Party, but definitely uh, gave the nonprofits, you know, a benefit of the doubt. Because, I mean, no one here, you know, is part of a nonprofit. They, they never dealt with a nonprofit. You know, these were all just regular people, you know, coming out. So for them to trust, you know, they're just, you know, naively thinking that, you know, these people are coming to help them. You know, uh, me on the other hand, I already had a background in media and marketing and things like that, and just looking at how the story was being told and the narratives were being crafted, whether they were coming out of Ferguson or the Democratic Party or or just the local news. I mean, none of it spoke to what we were going through. Okay. And so at that point, you know, I mean. Just immediately, you knew that we we had to control our own narrative. Okay. Now, what were what were some of the forces you were grappling with? Because you you're actually the first person that I had ever heard use the term nonprofit industrial complex. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and and how it worked and what you guys ended up having to grapple with? Well, I didn't coin that phrase. Um, I have no idea who did, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the nonprofit industrial complex is basically is the system of nonprofits, nonprofit organizations, um, billionaire philanthropists, um, just huge amounts of money and resources um, that are supposed to go to people and, and communities that, that need it. Uh, being diverted, you know, by these organizations who set themselves up as the middleman, mm-hmm. you know, so they get the money and the resources and it's supposed to trickle down, but it never does, okay. you know, because they have overhead and they have all of these other uh, expenses, mm. you know, these are just self-imposed expenses where they, they get to keep the money, mm. you know, and, and that's the scam until they run out of money and then they move on to the next issue and repeat the cycle. Okay. So how did that play out in Ferguson? Oh, wow. I mean, everyone came in and set up shop. I mean, there are so many nonprofits. I mean, nonprofits were coming from LA, from, from New York. You know, some of them were using Ferguson in their name. Uh, some of them, use Ferguson activists, you know, as, as the face. Some, some Ferguson protesters and activists even set up their own nonprofit. Okay. Okay. So, so it, it became, you know, obvious really quickly that the movement was co-opted. It was bought and paid for, you know, and, and people had different interests, you know, than what we were fighting for. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so there, early on, there are multiple different, multiple people vying for attention on social media, right? Um, can you speak to what some of who some of the competing, you know, individuals or groups might have been, or? I mean, you can go back and, and look at 
Twitter timelines or mm-hmm. uh, Facebook profiles. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. Uh, a lot of these people are still, um, they're still in the limelight. I mean, they're, they're not front page news anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, but you, you do see them uh, get mentions and, and features every now and then. A lot of them are, are on the page speaker circuit, you know, or book tours. You know, or or selling CDs. Okay. Okay. So, going back to Darren, um, what did you witness? What began to happen with him? And tell us a little bit about some of the things you remember. Um. Actually, a lot of people don't know this. He he and I went on one action together. Hmm. And that was uh, Nellie's Black and White Ball. Mm. Um, that was the, the one and only action we ever did together uh, going down to the Luminaire. I'm not going to really get into detail about what we did, but uh, we did make our presence felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I met Darren, uh, when we actually started engaging uh, and working together was he hit me up on one of my one of my pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the STL Hilltop page, and he was responding to some of my posts uh, where I was talking about a lot of the co-option and the movement being hijacked mm-hmm. uh, by various nonprofits. And he, you know, just hit me up, and he was telling me that you know he, he uh, just left you know a nonprofit you know for that very reason. You know, and he just started talking to me about some of the things that that he personally witnessed, Mm -hmm. you know, and and had to walk away from. And just, you know, really from that point, it it was only two of us really speaking out, you know, at that point. Okay. Uh, So we just decided to come together and we started working together because he had access to uh, certain things I didn't have access or, or firsthand knowledge of. And, and vice versa. Okay. So it worked out for us. Okay. What kinds of things were you guys calling attention to? Just pretty much uh, demanding transparency and accountability. Uh, millions of dollars were funneled into Ferguson. Mm. Uh, money that is unaccounted for. Uh, money that no one even wanted to acknowledge uh, before Darren posted one of my posts, um, it was a PDF that I stumbled upon online and just really doing my research going back to the early, early, early days uh, when Black Lives Matter first came. And in that uh, PDF, it was a it was pretty much an itemization of, of monies that had been allocated. I mean, just millions and millions of dollars, you know, uh, named. You know, who the money came from, who it was dispersed to. Um, like I said, money before that time, no one even knew existed. Okay. Uh, Darren posted that. Uh, people can go see it on the Hands Up, Don't Shoot page on Facebook. He posted the PDF, and within a week, he was dead. Wow. Now, it's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Hands Up, Don't Shoot, because, you know, I'm on the outside. And everything I'm getting out of Ferguson is mediated through 
television. You know, I wasn't even really watching it on Twitter. I was, it was really, you know, more news media, but I, what I, you know, on the outside, I just remember like the chanting at one stage was hands up, don't shoot. And the next thing I knew it was, it was transitioning to Black Lives Matter, which from the outside, it was like, okay, well, you know, you, you go to an action, chance change, but there was something that, more going that's on. That's how they got us. That's how they grilled us all in. You know, we, we didn't even know we were all complicit. Okay. Yeah, yep. that's, that's how they got us, because it went from hands up, don't shoot, to, you know, I can't breathe. Right. You know, so it seemed like it was, you know, a, a mantra that was going to change you know, depending on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they put it out there so that people would, wouldn't be on guard. You know, it would just be something no one even thought about when they did it until mm-hmm. it was too late. Okay. Now, with Darren, um, you know, I caught a lot of his tweets um, I, I didn't see until later. Um, not quite. I mean, I caught it just before he passed. So I, I was kind of reading through some of his tweets and they weren't even really through Twitter. People were sending me images of his tweets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and so he seemed, you know, very, un, very unafraid, uh, very outspoken about some of the things that were happening. And that's one of the things that drew me to you as well, because I got the same impression. Um, but can you talk about um, any of the specific observations that he began to articulate early on, or both of you did? I mean, just pretty much, um, I, I don't even know how to, how to explain this, but you, you just imagine standing and getting tear gas with people getting chased, you know, by the National Guard having armed weapons pointed at you. Mm-hmm. You know, with a group okay you know and then the next thing you know that group is, is on the side of the opposition i mean nothing really prepared you for that type of just treason hmm. you know because that's really what it felt like you know um we're out here you know people put their lives on the line hmm. you know there there is this romanticized view of, of what people think is activism, mm. you know, uh, doing for the sake of doing or doing to feel better or um, that there, there are a number of reasons why people do. Um, but for the most part, I mean, they, they have no idea of, of what it's really truly like, like the, the sacrifice that people really make. You know, there are people still suffering, you know, the effects today. You know, I just had a young sister hit me up two weeks ago um, because she, she still has a case on her, mm. you know, and that's preventing her from getting employment. It's, from, it's preventing her from, from, from living in certain areas. Well, pretty much living where she wants to live. Okay. Uh, Darren, like I said, with, with murder, it his murder hasn't been solved. Like that, they're not even investigating for real. Mm. You know that there have been no updates. Everybody ran on, you know, Ferguson or Mike Brown or Darren Seals, and, and you know, we still don't have any justice. Right. I mean, so what? What does that tell you about 
the activism. Is there now? Can you can you speak at all to you know what how he passed? What exactly happened? Because it was a, there were a number of brothers apparently that experienced something very similar. Well, this is the murder capital, this region. Um, because of that, and because of the racial strife, and just the way St. Louis is, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much ripe for the picking. I mean, anything can happen here, mm. you know, and everybody's suspect, and anything can be made to look like anything. Mm. So you, 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 you can't believe what you're seeing. You can't believe what you're hearing. You know, it, it really takes, well, man, Like I said, a lot of people don't understand that it's 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 more than surface, you know, mm -hmm. with us here. Uh, the way I found out that Darren passed, uh, we we were talking, you know, all the time because we had a lot of uh, projects in the works. Uh, we were launching Hands Up Don't Shoot dot com. Um, he was going to start his own YouTube platform, his own YouTube channel. Uh, which was going to be broadcast through STL Hip Hop, which he was going to be the face of. Okay. Um, actually, he was uh, in the process of, of, of negotiating the deal with Rock Nation uh, when this happened. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was just a typical morning for me, you know, getting up and doing my post. And I hit him up because he mentioned to me that someone wanted to interview the two of us. And... I was like, fine, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow. So when tomorrow came, you know, and I'm posting my post, I hit him up. I mm. text him, you know, like letting him know, you know, get at me, mm -hmm. you know, so we could talk about, you know, the, the appearance, you know, in the show and not. And he didn't hit me back, which at first was a little strange to me because normally he would hit me right back. Okay. Um, but then there were some times where he was busy, you know, so... It, it didn't really, I didn't think anything was, was, up, was up. And the comment, it, it, it came, the news to me came in the comment of one of my posts. And the comment just said, they killed Darren Seals last night. Hmm. And I remember reading that comment and I had to read it like five or six times. Right. Because I couldn't understand it. You know, I kept thinking... What do they mean they killed Darren Seals? I mean, it just never really dawned on me. And then I just felt this, this dark energy that, that just really came across. Um, because I realized that one of the articles that I was going to post and talk about actually was about a body being found um, that had been shot and set on fire. And they really didn't give any other details. Wow. So I'm sitting here, you know, posting, about to post this story and, wow. you know, still waiting for details. And had I not seen that comment on my post, I, I would have just walked right into that story. Not even knowing that that was about not him. Not even knowing, not even having a clue. Wow. Now, one of the things that, you know, you've let me know over the last couple of years 
Um, and you've repeated this in different ways, but you let me know this isn't this isn't over. It's never ended. It's continued. Uh, and and I and I think one I think one of the reasons that you've been so adamant about that is people assume that it is right that that, that everything is just everything. Okay. No, that's because the media. We don't have the media attention we had before. But this is probably as real as it's, it's been. You know, um, everything that the media was there for was 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 hyped. You know, it, it, right. They pretty much ran with whatever narrative, you know, um, it was pretty much clickbait, mm. you know, now it's, it's, it's real and it's really real, mm. you know, um, like I said, so many people are still feeling the ramifications. There are people who um, were, were elevated, you know, and, and just crashed. Yeah. You know, like totally crashed. I mean, it's like pulling the rug, watching someone get the rug pulled from underneath them. Mm-hmm. Just the just, so just even the psychological trauma after all of this. Oh, the psychological trauma is, is always there mm-hmm. because it's it's an ongoing battle. It's it's every day, um, and and just they're pushing back. This system is pushing back, and and there is no help. You have no uh, real allies. You know, you you have people who have their own interests, and you may share a common interest. Mm-hmm. And sometimes their the common interest they have with you is is exploiting your situation for their benefit. Right. Right. So what what do things look like? Uh oh, hold on. I think I lost her. I'm going to reconnect with her. Bear with me. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Everything cool? No, it might have been mine. Um, but it, tell us where where and I want to. I'm going to go back in a moment. But since we're here, tell us where where things are now um, with activism in the area. Where where do things stand as it is now? Well, we have a, a fractured activist community, and I, I don't even like to use the word activist. It's, it's so overused, and it doesn't, like, adequately describe right. what people like me are doing. Um, there, there's a lot going on. Uh, what people have to understand, and, and, and this is about Ferguson, but it, it's also beyond, Um there are all types of, of ways to impact. Um, and we have to start creating our own models. We can't just simply uh, follow the, the Democratic Party model or the NPIC model and, and think that that's going to bring change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to create our own models. We have to create our own systems and institutions. Um, all of this is vital. You know, and, and that's pretty much what I've been doing uh, post-Ferguson. Mm. Um, right now, we, we have several platforms uh, in the all-black network. Uh, you know how they have the alt-left and the alt-right with the alt-black. Okay. And it's just pretty much um, alternative black perspective because we don't all think the same. Mm. Um, one of the platforms is, is alt-blacknews.com. It's like a Google News 
like centralized location for unapologetic black news and black voices. Okay. Uh, such as my own shows and podcasts like yours. Um, where, where we're just free to talk, you mm-hmm. know, and, and have conversations without worrying about being labeled black identity extremist or mm. Russian bot. Mm. Right. Okay, well, we can control our own narratives because, you know, you could listen or, or watch the mainstream uh, media, even, even left-wing media, even the leftist media you can find and, and you compare that with with unapologetic black media, I mean, it, 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 there's nothing like it, you know, because it, it's our perspective. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have that platform. We have All Black Radio, which just launched on Alexa. Uh, you can check it out there. Uh, Alexa, start All Black Radio. What, what would you... What would you say to people like myself, you know, who only got to hear about this from the periphery, um, you know, and we're we're obviously still grappling with the conditions that produced, you know, the the the, the response. You know, I don't have another word for the activism, but um, what would you say to people who, you know, are still interested in doing something, but kind of haven't kept up the way you have with all of the changes. You mentioned all the different platforms and groups and perspectives. So for people on the outside of that um, who are interested, or even people like my students, for example, that are, but, you know, we're in Fresno. You know what I mean? They, they, we have no idea what the ins and outs are. What would you say to people who are on that periphery who still want to contribute but don't know where the established channels are or don't know what to do? Um, the first thing is just really, you know, study, do the research, you know, and that's one of the reasons, you know, I launched uh, Black News, uh, to, to give people a, a place where they could go. Because right now what's happening pretty much in the world of activism is, you know, people have that energy, they come into it with that energy, and we have nothing for them. The only thing that's established for them is the Democrat Party and the nonprofits. That's it. Mm-hmm. We have no alternative. We we have to create the alternative. We we are the alternative. Okay. We have to create that lane. Well, one of the things that definitely became real popular were the identity politics that played out. It it did. Can you speak to how that impacted you know Ferguson and what was going on at that time? Can you speak to where that ended up going? Oh wow! The, when the identity politics started, that that actually started with BLM, um, and the way they did it was just pretty much causing rifts, you know, between the old and young, uh, black and white, gay and straight, um, just pretty much with 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 everybody, you know, because before and and a lot of people may not know this because. Uh, during this time, they, they probably weren't paying attention. They probably didn't really start paying attention until uh, Black Lives Matter just really ran with it. But we we have a pretty solid coalition of, of all types of people. Mm. Um, there was no uh, dissension. Everyone was out there, you know, for a, a genuine reason. That there was there was nothing to to 
to take out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, once Black Lives Matter came and, and we started feeling the effect of all of these risks, then they broke down into little clips. You know, you, you had just the regular Ferguson activists, you had the Ferguson activists that uh, worked with Black Lives Matter. Well, that- had, uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You had um, all these different little groups, and, and what they did was start propping people up from these groups, whether it was the LGBT community, uh, just black feminists, uh, elders. Uh, they pretty much got away from the, the young people that took to the streets, mm. and they started. Um, just pretty much changing the face. And that's when you start seeing people like D. Ray and Sean King and Patrice Cullors. Okay. See, and, people like that. And, it's, and I remember even on the outside, what you're talking about, because when I was watching, when I would watch the news, I saw people of all ages, you know, mm-hmm. um, you saw all kinds of different kinds of people that were involved, that were marching. Um, and it seemed like it was like just natural, like organic. It just kind of came together and people mm-hmm. jumped in. But then even again, even on the outside, it seemed to change. Um, and then I started hearing these conversations filtered through. Um, and I didn't know how to word it at the time, but I think what you described earlier was very, was very apt, right? There was this nonprofit kind of, you know, narrative to it. There were certain types of people. And what I began to see was a uh, was even a kind of group of you know educated you know uh, not from Ferguson you know people that had right. come in and and that and the narrative began to kind of change but I couldn't describe it from the outside and I wasn't able to go so I was like okay I really I don't fully know what's happening but it feels different and, you know and that it that was different and that's what Darren Sills and I were calling out. Uh, that's what we were uh, drawing attention to. That's what he was talking about in the days of to his murder. So it was a kind of a hijacking of the narrative. It wasn't kind of, it was a hijacking. Mm. The hijacking of Ferguson. The hijacking of the Justice for Mike Brown movement. You know, the hijacking of hands up, don't shoot. But even, you know, more important, it was just the hijacking of, 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 of people who stood. You know, this was one time black people stood up. Yeah. And they were ready to face tanks. They did face tanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they responded, you know, with a fury that has not been seen, you know, in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to... Um, To suggest, you know, violence or the destruction of property is the answer. Mm-hmm. But it's like MLK says, uh, the riot is the voice of the unheard. Right. Right. So some of those narratives that we heard, you know, back in 68 about um, that Malcolm even talked about, right, that the 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 protests, the marches, all of that began to change and you had a kind of cream in the coffee kind of element, but it it took a different spin with this that, I, that I'm not sure 
if if too many of us were ready for um you know where you see people who are relatively young and look like you but have a whole different paradigm that was that was a kind of new dimension to this is that is that accurate or Is that is that accurate or is that uh, a little different? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last part. Oh, I said, you know, it took a different spin because you you know when we hear about movements being hijacked, like if you talk about you know the March on Washington in '68, you know you hear about it in terms of white liberals, you know certain elements here and there, but you really don't expect it to be relatively young black folk. I mean, that seemed to be one of the major shifts that took place that none of us were really, you know, especially on, again, on the outside, were ready for. They learned, they evolved, we didn't. Mm. Break that okay, down. So that, that, that's what happened, you know, they, they realized they would have to send uh, people who looked like us. Mm. And we weren't ready for that. People here were not ready for that. People here genuinely felt that, you know, they, they came to save us. You know, that was the initial response. I mean, they were welcomed. Mm -hmm. You know, they were deferred to. They, um, I, I was kept out of meetings. Okay. You know, um, people like me who, who are from here, you know, who, who are voices. Kept out of meetings by people who'd never even been there before. Exactly. Because they knew that, that they knew that we wouldn't go for this. I mean, I already turned them down the first night, so they already knew I wasn't going for any of this. Like I was going to be a problem. Darren they came to find out it was a problem. Hmm. Hmm. You know, and to this day, you know, I'm I'm considered a problem. Mm-hmm. Right, because you haven't you haven't gone with the the kind of party line about it. Well, I haven't gone down the party line or um, even race. You know, you 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 expected to just you know get in line. Mm -hmm. You know, for for any and everything in, involving race. You know, and sometimes that blinds people from. The enemies within. Right. So now all of a sudden there's this upheaval in terms of, of, of race, gender, sexual orientation, class, educate, all of this happening in this small oh, microcosm. Right. Hmm. So yes, all of that happening. So now you've you've also stayed very current and you've been very outspoken about the, the current political figures and the different kinds of things that they're into, especially in St. Louis. Um, can you tell us about, you know, first the people that people should be paying attention to based on the, the, the work they're doing, the credible work they're doing. And then can you point us to people that we really need to examine for the kind of stuff they're they're trying to get away with? There are so many people here who are, putting in work. I mean, you, you, you couldn't even name all the people who are putting in work because a lot of these people, they do it, uh, they don't do it for the same, you know, they do it uh, unselfishly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they no one knows who they are. You know, they do it out of pocket. They do what they can every day. Mm-hmm. You know, every day they wake up and they fight this battle. So there, there are many, many, many people like that who, who never get the recognition. Right. You know, who, who never ever get the recognition. People can recognize them. I mean, people here know who these people are. You know, because they're putting in the work and they've, they've been putting in the work. You know, a lot of them, even before uh, Ferguson, even before Mike Brown, you know, they were putting in work because this, this is what they do, you know, this is their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people are relatively easy to find. Um, so the, for, the, for, for those of us... we're here, but for, I'm going to say, but for people who aren't here, right. um, you can go on the STL Hip Hop page, the All Black News page, um, or the Hands Up Don't Shoot page. Okay. Um, I'll be highlighting some of these people um, because they could definitely use support. Um, and I'm sorry, that was a two-part question. Well, yeah, the other side... To ignore... What'd you say? Was that it? What was the other part, the people that they should... No, the, no, the yeah, the people they should watch out for. You you've kept up, and you you know you've kept many of us up online with, you know, the kind of scandals or things that should be considered scandals that most of us don't even know about. You've been very adamant and outspoken about that. Can just, you tell us about some of that? Um, just pretty much people who are in the limelight uh, all the time. People who. Uh, who've had life transformation, you know, some of them, you, you can even say makeovers, like complete makeovers. Wow. Uh, people who, uh, some of these political dynasties, you know, that have been around for, for many generations, they pass down these seats like, like their inheritances, inheritances. Mm-hmm. Uh, just people who, Tell you on voting uh, when when there's been so much corruption exposed in, in the electoral process here. Okay. Like they, there's no credibility. I mean none. You know they they can't even say with accuracy that the people who are in power were, were ever even you know elected for real because they've had all types of voter scandals. Wow. And there's no investigation. So you, you have no idea if you don't know. And see, that's another reason why we need our own uh, media. Because we need to be able to investigate these types of things. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, the, the murders of unarmed black people. You know, but we, we need to investigate, you know, all of the things that impact us. We have to stop taking their word for everything. I mean, come on, how are we taking their word? How are we relying on their data. Right. Right. Um, before we we close out, um, can you tell us what to, there's a question in the comments that I want to get to from um, Ian Graves, and he asks, is there any takeaway as to what we should expect in the future, in the, in the very near future, coming from some of these oppositional forces? Um, especially as we head into, you know, yet another presidential election, what should we be mindful of? What should we take, you know, be considerate of? What, what would you point us to? I would point us to the fact that 
point you to uh, the people that they're using who look like us. You know, Malcolm said that these people were not used for the Black Revolution, they were used against the Black Revolution. And if you look at what you're seeing right now with some of the Black news anchors, uh, Black celebrities, uh, different people who are being used. I mean, whether you're talking about, and a lot of people aren't going to like this cap, you know, for Nike or Jay-Z for the NFL or uh, Joy Reid, you know, to spread the narrative of, of MSNBC, uh, Charlemagne the God, you know, for the Breakfast Club. These, these are like huge entities. We don't own or control these entities. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Uh, so they're, they're going to throw a lot of, um, well, I'm not going to say a lot of, well, yeah, for now, at least until November uh, after the election, it'll probably, we'll see a lot less of it, but they're going to come with a lot of black, so-called black news. Okay. Uh, voices, shows, channels, you know, uh, black CNN, you know, but that's only so that they can control the narrative. Mm-hmm. The narrative will be the same. The faces may be chocolate, but the narrative is going to be the same. Right. So right. that's why people need to support uh, new black me- media, independent black media, unapologetic black media. And if anyone wants to support uh, what I'm doing or for more information, they can go to allblacknews.com or email me at info at allblacknews.com. Info at allblacknews.com. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. I, I really want to thank you for taking the time. I know you got a lot on your plate, both with your work and just with life in general. And I, and again, I need to extend an apology to you as far as the technical issues. I, I do apologize, but I really appreciate your patience and your willingness to come uh, talk about all of this. Because I know it's, you know, um, from ta- from communicating with you in the past, I know that this this for you had never ended. For a lot of people, they just went, you know, turned the TV off, went another way and maybe occasionally come back to it, but this has been daily for you. Well, when a lot of people used to say um, initially that I used to hear this from people during Ferguson and and shortly after Ferguson that, you know, Ferguson is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they meant by that is, you know, we, we all experience the same things and to a degree that's true, but that's to a degree. You know, when you have, when you're chased by, by tanks and soldiers, when you have assault weapons pointed at your head, when you're tear gassed, right. uh, it, it becomes really personal. I mean, you, you can't, there, there is nothing in me. I, I don't know how not to fight back. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have friends and comrades die arbitrarily and nobody even looks into yes, it. Yes, I mean, I... I that's not something you, you walk away from. It's not something that, oh, okay, because the cameras are gone or because, you know, I got this grant. Right. You know, that, that it's always on. It's on until we win. Real quick, did you did you know any of the other, um, you know, uh, activists that had been killed? Did you know them uh, like you knew Darren or was it just no, that there yeah. I didn't know yeah. like everybody and that, that's another thing I want to speak about because people think they see certain people you know but that's a small sampling of a huge group of people that were out there mm. Mm. 
a huge group of people that were out there. So some of these people I, I didn't know. I may have had one or two degrees of separation. Maybe I knew someone who knew them or they were related to someone I knew. Right, right. Um, but personal interaction with, no. So you, you knew of them and you knew of their work and then you, you saw all of well, this happen. Some of them, I, I, I became aware of them because of what happened. Hmm. Um, some of them I became aware of because, uh, like I said, I, I, I know someone, you know, one of their family members. Mm -hmm. Or maybe um, some of them, I've had people reach out to me. But the one, you know, the only one I was, I had a personal connection with was Darren. Right. Right. Well, again, thank you for coming in. And um, I really appreciate it. My listening audience appreciates it. And we're definitely going to support you. So much appreciation to you. Thank you for having me and giving me this platform to talk about Darren. Um, it just seems like time has stood still. Um, we haven't had any updates. Uh, Wesley Bell ran on being the anti-McCullough. Uh, mm -hmm. He ran on Ferguson on reopening the investigation into the murder of Mike Brown. And I was probably the only person at that point in time uh, advocating that he launched an investigation into the murder of Darren Till. And he's done none of that. Mm -hmm. He's done none of that. This is one of the people they prop up as a reform prosecutor who they will tell you came out, you know, of the activist movement, the Ferguson movement, and we're not moving. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for the update. And um, you're going to hear from me soon, sister. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Good night. Good night. All right, people. Uh, thanks for supporting. Thanks for coming in. Um, shout out uh, for everybody in the chat. Um, I think uh, if somebody could type it in the chat, I kind of have my hands full, but she pointed to blackaltnews.com, I believe it was. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, definitely support, keep up uh, with what's going on because these are the kind of issues that impact our communities, regardless of our politics, regardless of what we want to identify with, they still impact us nonetheless. So, um, you know, shout out to Nyota for, for her work. Uh, definitely shout out to Darren Seals. Um, I wish I could have really understood the gravity of the moment before he passed. Um, but I am one of many that's going to definitely shout the brother out and make sure he doesn't go forgotten. Um, uh, so let's continue to support that if we can. And uh, like the video, share, subscribe. Um, you know, uh, you can check out the panel discussion at, at earlier today on the show Power uh, with BGS, uh, uh, Angry Man, uh, Ron Wills. I think we had a good time doing that. Uh, so support that. Check it out. Um, and other than that, you guys will hear from me next week uh, on Inner Light Radio. I'll be doing a live show Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, and I will post it to YouTube if you're not able to catch the, the live show. Um but and, and also and thanks. I think I think it's William Three R. I don't know how to pronounce that. But um, check out Darren Seals if you're not familiar or if you're kind of casually familiar. Actually, look him up 
Um, you can find some information from his Twitter posts. You can find information on YouTube, of course. Check him out if you're not familiar. Uh, definitely outspoken, um, fearless brother. Uh, and I want to definitely shout that out. All right. Y'all have a good night. Much appreciation for, for your support. And I'll be seeing you next week. Peace.